Lil Bottoms of Sacramento, Nashville, and Atlanta. I'm coming to your cities. Uh, some of those shows are actually on the verge of selling out if they're not sold out by the time uh, this audio note gets out there. So, you know, if you're hearing this and you're not in one of those cities, be warned. We've also got Denver coming up. There's a great email list and text alert. I'll only email you once a year when I'm in your city. And you are eligible to win free tickets if you go sign up for that. And little bottom, if you're if your bottom is part of the Big Apple, the cancel coach Kate Sisk has a show on Wednesday, March 23rd, 7:30 p.m. at the stand. It's an important show. Go support them. That's Wednesday, March 23rd, 7:30 p.m. at the stand. What a great little uh, accompaniment to Sunday school if you can't make it on a Sunday. And then today, we have Austin McKenzie back. You know him. You love him. He was on a previous episode with his partner, Kevin McHale. You know him from Spring Awakening. He's so fantastic. He just released a single, uh, Sending My Love Into the Ether. It's available on Spotify. Go listen to it and follow him because his album comes out next month. That's Austin McKenzie. You're going to hear some dates in the episode. We recorded this a while ago to line up with the album. Just ignore them. Go follow him on Spotify. And a couple notes about this episode. We do have a trigger warning for it. This episode, which we recorded way back in September, we get into kind of heavier conversation around sexual assault, consent, grooming. While it's not graphic, it could definitely be triggering to some people. I do think it's really important, though, because it focuses in on uh, sexual assault in the uh, gay male community, which is something that you don't really hear a lot from cis male survivors. I just was so grateful that Austin opened up to us and was so vulnerable. Even though that is the topic of the episode, it's also just, as always, still somehow a very funny conversation as well. It's not the entire episode, um, I would say up until my story finishes, uh, we don't get into any discussion of that. So if you want to enjoy the first half of the podcast um, and then turn it off, you're safe to do that. But from Austin on, um, that's the topic that we cover. Just keep a lookout for that. And if you do take the time to listen to this episode, thank you. Uh, I think it's really important. Listener, this episode is brought to you by Helix, my absolute favorite mattress. I am getting the best sleep of my life on a Helix, and you can too if you go over and take their little quiz, their two-minute quiz is going to match you with the perfect mattress for you, and you'll be sleeping like a baby in no time. And right now, Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. I uh, chugged my coffee before we did this and then <laughs> and then immediately took a shot. So I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. But honestly, if, if I'm going to be on your podcast, you better believe it's going to be about trauma, depression and drama. I feel like my hashtag trauma is like I, I had a lot of really terrible uh, sexual experiences. And so like the trauma is from that. I fully anticipated to talk about like the wild public sex I've had in my life. And here I am just talking about <laughs> will interrupt you we want you to interrupt us great so that it feels like queer friends at dinner or something you know talking about bottoming 
I mean, it's not, you're not wrong. That's really kind of how Kevin and I talk in public around people. (laughs) (laughs) Go on. Oh, well, I I like, I don't give, I, the thing is, is like, we're all adults. Who cares? You know, like if I want to talk about being fisted, you know, at a (laughs) five-star restaurant, like that's, you know, my prerogative and people around me should just get with it. And you're paying for it. That's part of what you're paying for at a five-star restaurant. (laughs) To be overheard. (laughs) What kind of restaurants are you going to and where can I go? (laughs) Um, I guess gay ones. I feel like all top chefs are lesbians. Everyone who's one top chef is a lesbian and all of them have to offer a fist at their... There's like an awesome like Emerald says, bam. (laughs) Although is like, is is fisting a, a lesbian thing? You know, like, is that, is that a thing i feel like in in the gay you know dude world that's like a thing but i don't I know i think it is a thing in, in the lesbian i think world lesbians well. yeah. it's more of a, we talk about this a lot it's more of a chef's kiss that's what i imagine yeah <laughs> than a fist so it is at a five-star restaurant <laughs> <laughs> oh boom ah. there it is <laughs> that was really good fuck you're great. on and i'm off that no. sucks <laughs> It fucking blows. <laughs> All right, oh. just fist me. I guess I've earned it. <laughs> I'm the bottom on the pod today. Okay, but what about like anal fisting for lesbians? Is that a thing? That I, think, I have not heard about. I think so. I think for people who are into anal, it is uh, an option. Well, yeah, if you're into anal. Yeah, but I think there's a definite. Let's say this. I think there was an anal fisting scene on the L word, so I'm going to say yes. <laughs> your, your entire gay culture is just like anything yeah. that happened on the L word is a possibility in real life. Guys, oh I God. have never told an actual story about myself on this show. I'm just <laughs> recapping oh episodes of the L word. Oh my God. So, someone writes in and is like, um, I've noticed this weird thing about Kate. Uh, <laughs> and you're like, and, oh. then, and then you're like, and then I met Marley Matlin and we had sex. <laughs> and it's like, wait, wait, that sounds like. <laughs> I've never watched the L word. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. I think maybe you've told me that before and I make the same gasp every time. I know. It's shocking. People <laughs> people really don't like hearing that. It, it really upsets my people. It's a deal breaker on dates. I don't think I've ever brought it up on a first date. Wise. Wise. Well, it's, oh, the same, it's the same thing with like drag race. You know, other gays. It's It's like... If you don't watch Drag Race, you have never been penetrated. Like that's what it that's what it comes across as. Well, that adds up because I've never watched Drag Race. I have oh. I've tr- I've tried to get into Drag Race because we've had so many amazing queens on the show. We've had Dita Ritz and Brooklyn Heights and um maybe some others as well. But for me, I feel like I'm missing something. Because <laughs> I I I feel like I lack a fundamental knowledge about it that i can't fully appreciate it but i am trying i don't know if you have any advice honestly you just have to bear down and (laughs) you just have to put drag race on and just take it take it like (laughs) honestly no but really the bottom for room you have to bottom bottom for rupaul i love that oh that's a good t-shirt idea um No, but uh, no, but but Kevin and I tried to watch it. I I watch a shit ton of like compilation videos on YouTube of Drag Race, basically like the best parts. Mm-hmm. And Kevin, wow, and you're I, really you're like a twelve year old on the internet, like figuring honestly, out that you're gay. You're watching compilations of RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race. Honestly, if I had that as a little boy, instead of watching the shit I watched, it would have been so much easier. But yeah. um, we tried to watch it, and it was uh, really hard because it's a lot. It's a very 
it's just very overstimulating. And so we mm. tried to watch it a few years ago and we're like, no, we can't do this. It's too much. And then we watched this most recent season and loved it. I don't know. You just, ha you just have to start watching it and just like stay with it and you'll yeah. get yeah, it. Yeah, maybe I just need to give it more. Of a ch I think for me, it's like a lot of things are happening. There's like the dancing. There's like the performance aspect of like the lip syncing. There's like the makeup and the costumes. And for me, I'm like trying to absorb all of it. And <laughs> well, also I... the personalities, the personalities are huge. Yeah. And in your face. So it's just it. It feels a little bit like junk, like junk food. It's just like, it's a okay. lot. I think a part of it might be that I um I feel like, like a straight dude watching it. Like I feel, <laughs> I don't feel a part of it. I feel left out, frankly. Because mm. some lesbians like do drag king stuff or some queer yeah. queer women do like- So, uh, so here's my you two, do drag. two embarrassing- Also, I'm gonna put on my glasses so that <laughs> you Austin match. and I are glasses buddies. And okay. Oh my God. I- <laughs> <laughs> and I look really hot in these glasses and I never get to wear them because I only wear them for auditions. Patreon, YouTube. Patreon and YouTube. Please tell me that I look hot in my glasses. I don't know that it's a hat, glasses, like that's a oh, vibe, but it. we'll see. Oh, I like about. it. Thank you. Okay, here's two embarrassing. He does uh, not. He got in one. I heard one <laughs> eh, in, in my earbuds. I don't even know that the mic caught it. Well, Kevin and I are just, we're such cunts to each other that like... <laughs> <laughs> that that my my gut reaction my inst I had to like swallow it I'm very good at that actually was uh was you was you saying was you saying I actually look really hot in glasses and my reaction was do you like <laughs> like if anyone heard well, the shit that Kevin and I say to each other they would think that that they need to call CPS or something because we are we abuse we are there's so no mean children to each other. but but someone two needs daddies to be <laughs> oh my god. Never have I ever been called a daddy. Oh my God. <laughs> I you, like this. You do? Yeah. What do you, you I actually do. I actually do. Despite the, the cunty comment, you actually do. Look <laughs> and I'm sexy. just so glad that we have the same one. But sorry, talk about drag. Okay, two embarrassing <laughs> things. out of So I, you know I've never seen RuPaul's Drag Race, but I did watch Binge in like two days. AJ and the Kid or whatever it was called. Oh, I don't AJ know, and the AJ Queen. AJ the Queen or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah RuPaul's. Which is RuPaul's series. Netflix show that... Um, I think I might be the only person who saw it. <laughs> For a good reason. That looks like shit. It looks like total shit. It was. Um... What is it? Is it about fracking? Like, what are we talking? <laughs> why? Why don't people like it? It's it's RuPaul uh, fracking. Yeah. Yeah. The sexual way, not the uh, not way. the environmental way. That oh is a God. different documentary. I about love RuPaul. a good fracking. A good fracking is like. <laughs> uh. um, the other embarrassing one is so I, I do. I love drag kings i follow a lot of drag kings oh, on shit. instagram i'm like a little you did drag amateur baby drag king myself yeah i oh, did, you did. I did oh, shit. show and so part of me is like oh i want to be like informed by the culture of drag kings before i dive in to like the much larger culture of drag queens sure well i wonder i mean you guys can you guys can chime in but i wonder if it's a thing of you know drag queen culture is is the point of it is just embodying and being an exaggeration of traditional femininity, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like just super, super f classically feminine. So like, I wonder yeah. if maybe that's part of it in the same way that maybe I would never fully understand drag king culture because I am particularly mm. not very traditionally masculine, nor would I like relate to someone embodying masculinity. You know what I mean? Yeah, does, I think that, that, might, that might be part of it. But I will also say that from the like, at least the local scene in New York, I feel like something that the kind of drag king community does really well 
is that it's not just cis women performing hypermasculinity. Yeah, there's a lot of trans there's representation. There's like a lot of trans representation, yeah. a lot of people performing like just like hyperbole of anything, like sure. hyperbole of masculinity, of femininity, of like gender euphoria or like grotesqueness or mm-hmm. um, even like heightened non-binariness. Um, yeah. I think this is too smart for me. <laughs> even with your glasses on? Even with my glasses on. <laughs> I think I want to make dick and pussy jokes. <laughs> And like that's we can do but that. Hey, but hey, there are some there are some fucking funny queens. There right. are some I've heard that. funny queens. Very who, funny queens. Like you know, you have you have that part of drag where it's just hyperboline something, but then you have queens who are just genuinely comedians who they're psychos. Maybe I should watch oh, yes. Bianca Del Rio or whatever her name is and just like, Bianca Del Rio is a good one. What you should actually watch that I'm obsessed with is Trixie Mattel and Katya's YouTube series yes. called Un. Which is, it's it's absurd. I I've never. It freaks me out how the comedic timing is just so embodied. It's it's amazing. It's hilarious. You you should watch that one. That's a. I I also loved what was it called we're we're here on oh, HBO Max. I think it got yes. interrupted by the pandemic. Yes, but it that was show really is incredible. Fun. Queer, really I hate fun. Queer, queer. I can suck my dick. I hate that yeah. show. <laughs> uh, we're here. So, so good. good. Well, uh, Jonathan won't answer my messages, so um, <laughs> I also hate that show until we have him. And then oh it my was God. groundbreaking. Oh, my God, what you did for the queer community. Unbelievable. Yes, Thank you so 100%. much. How's Simone? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, well, let's get into it because this was like a great little we usually I was going to tell you that we do banter up top, but we did the banter up top. So now Amazing. we are done bantering banter yes. over. We will never banter again. No, I, I uh, chugged my coffee before we did this and then <laughs> and then immediately took a shots so i'm ready <laughs> a I shot of what <laughs> uh lime uh what is this tanqueray tanqueray gin i don't I know why it. i asked i don't drink you don't i thought it was interesting that you were asking <laughs> we should introduce who you are austin because you've been here a while and we you've been talking about kevin and maybe some people don't even know that we're talking about <laughs> kevin McHale, who we've also had on the podcast but we have an incredible guest today we're in the apartment. We're having gay sex. We're having gay sex with Austin McKenzie. Woo! Yay. Hi. I'm going to go backwards. He just put out a single. I listened to it. It's great. Go check it out on Spotify. Um, very talented in Spring Awakening. The I, I'm not probably going to say this right, but the ASL like yes. revival version. You sign. You're fluent in ASL, I'm assuming. I am. Yes, That I am. is yeah. unreal. So cool. We're so excited to have you. Thank you for being here. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm 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 honored and surprised when anyone likes me. So thank you. Um, I like you. You're also, so you're instantly likable. Yeah, you're I think. so likable and handsome. <laughs> Good. Oh, well, thank you so much. We'll see you with the glasses off, but <laughs> right now you look great. <laughs> Bitch. Also, your <laughs> also your teeth. <laughs> So, oh my god wow good teeth are so fucking attractive to me really <laughs> oh my god i'm a big i'm a big teeth gal you like some old va- vagina dentata <laughs> what oh. like teeth in the vagina yeah <laughs> that's what that means yeah vagina dentata i was no. just making a joke because you said i'm a big teeth girl and it's like that but little... is that a, a sexual term no it's not a real it's like a legend you know what tell the you, legend you never seen that movie teeth no oh, okay, seen, i movie... love that movie yeah, she she has vagina dentata in that movie and kind of uses it to doesn't use it but like comes into her power as having vagina dentata to kind of get revenge on all these bad men. Oh, okay. She gets um, she gets fisted by her doctor and then bites his hand off. Yeah. 
That's yeah. awesome. It is awesome. What a gay film. It's like it's like a very it's like a revenge fantasy film. Yes. Um that uses yes. this legend of like vagina dentata, which is like having teeth in your vagina. Well, that's not what I was referring yeah, to. Yeah, so I was just trying to make a one off quick joke. Right but- in. <laughs> if you are a mythical woman uh chopping the dicks off of men, I would love to hear about it and maybe have you on the pod. Uh, but okay, let's do intros. Yes. Austin, about halfway through every episode, <laughs> we introduce ourselves to the <laughs> listeners who may not know who we are. Um, copy the format, but basically it's whatever you want the listeners to know about you. Uh, I am Ashley Gavin. I'm a cis, gay, white woman. She, her pronouns. Our weekly show is killing it. Whoop. Come through. There's a mailing list. We have merch also, which I always forget to say. Rate and review five stars. Those are all the things. I don't identify as those things, but I kind of do identify. Yeah, you do. I identify as having merch. <laughs> We're having gaysex.com oh slash merch. And we'll add some <laughs> vagina teeth on there. Um, I think that's it for me. Oh my God, I didn't come up with a thing for you. Austin, you're so not the right person to ask this, but can you think of like a sports metaphor or like a turn of phrase from sports? Sports. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've heard of it before. I've heard of sports. Um, um, okay, so wait, you want me to think of like a pun for it? No, okay. I, I mean, it doesn't have to be a pun. You can make a pun. K- Kate is my cancel cancel co- coach. They keep me from getting canceled. They have okay. this whistle that they blow. So one time I said blow on the whistle so I can stay down in your thistle. Oh, okay. um, and I'm just looking for uh, fodder to make something. Mm. What about uh, like a round robin? That's round like the robin. Er- that's the earliest round of any tournament is like the round robin. Okay, round. Kate Sisk, my cancel coach, keeping me in the round robin so I can keep bobbing down in your pussy, oh getting God. those apples, <laughs> vagina dentata. I'm just in there, <laughs> chomp chomp, oh my bobbing for clits, everybody. <laughs> I will say that Kate was Sisk. one of the worst ones, but made me laugh the hardest. <laughs> thank, thank God you don't drink. Honestly, I feel like the shit that you would say and do. Oh my God! Okay, uh, uh, listen. If you I want to bite trouble. a clit, I'll bite a clit. But it just hasn't come up. What? If someone wanted me to like nibble, well, this can we move on? Yes, I'm trapped. No, I'm I want to talk about that biting clit. I don't like, you know, just biting clit. I like how you said it. Like it's a thing we do. Oh, you know, I, last night I was biting clit. And <laughs> that's what, that's what, you know, straight guys do. They chew on the clit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never been with a man, but they seem pretty dumb. I Me think neither. a little bit of teeth is nice. Just Under a little li- bit. This is something I've never said on the pod before. We mm. need to get into the gay sex, but sometimes like putting your lip under your teeth like that to yes. apply mm. to apply mm-hmm. pressure yeah is a good move i don't i don't really do that anymore i guess but there was a long period of time where for blowjobs that's what i did i did the because i you know no one likes teeth or whatever no well, yeah. yeah you do the little yeah. like protection yeah, you tuck thing it. whatever yeah yeah it's tuck. like a teeth condom a te- i was gonna say like a <laughs> teeth, teeth condom, condom. yeah <laughs> Um, anyway, introduce yourself. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm Kate Sisk. I'm the fat in the chat. I'm oh, yeah, uh, fat in the chat. Yeah, that's me. I'm a white, bisexual, lesbian dyke. My gender of the week this week, as brought to us by the listeners, is the kid with curly hair and the hat from Stranger Things. That's oh. great. Multiple, multiple people said this. I, I like that show. That kid's very funny. I watch his little prank show. I think he's in a Verizon ad now, so doing like super well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. His little prank show is very, very fun. And pronouns, just to make you sweat a little bit. <laughs> Any. My vagina dentata to you. That's my pronoun oh, dentata. Yeah. <laughs> 
Any pronouns. Any pronouns. Yep. Kate doesn't know what they are. Yep. Um, <laughs> Austin, do you mind introducing yourself? I'm trying to think of like a fun little pun thing or whatever that you guys have done. The what did you say? The, the I'm fat the, in the chat. fat in the chat. The fat in the chat. Yeah, I wish you I could had be the like twink that. in the sink because you're in a kitchen. <laughs> I'm the. That was very quick. Thanks. The the no, I have nothing. Okay. Um, Bo- bottom. I'm the bottom in the ba- the bottom of the barrel. Okay, bottom the- of oh. the barrel. Really scraping. <laughs> With that the, sandpaper, I'm the I'm the I'm the sandpaper in the uh, beach. That's that's it. The listeners are howling right now. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, that was awesome. I mean, yeah. My name is Austin P. McKenzie. I uh, I'm I'm like you actually. I don't really know, nor do I care about like at this moment in my life, care what pronoun you use. Which I don't know if that's a bad thing. I don't know. No, you That's sound self-assured. Thing. Kate sounds like nervous. Yeah, I think there are some people who like very are com- free. comfortably are free in the not knowing. Um, I uh, wake up at 4 a.m. every day. <laughs> uh, and then do we talk about like things that, were, that are happening in our lives? Is that what you yeah, did? Yeah, if you yeah, want to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a song coming out on Thursday called I'm Not Ready to Go um, with Yay. a music video. Congratulations. Albums, thank you. Album's coming out uh, sometime in September. And um, we can release a- around that time. Yeah. Perfect. So that we can have Perfect. people go to it. I think that Amazing. would be better. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I'm having lots of gay sex these days. Whoop, whoop. With Kevin McHale. No. <laughs> well, he's going to find that out the hard way um, on this podcast. He probably doesn't, has probably never listened, but, oh. but he's got, he's, he's important. He's an important guy. All of he our was, guests are important people. He, he was at the Emmys. So yeah. important and busy. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I and wouldn't. He doesn't have time. Yeah. I wouldn't listen either. Ashley's like, once I'm Emmy nominated, I'm not doing anything ever again honestly <laughs> honestly no but honestly that's a great move i like that move. I, that's all i want is to quit this podcast <laughs> austin this not to sound like a jerk but this podcast like legit changed my life like feel like seemingly overnight this podcast and tiktok and if i could quit all of it i absolutely would <laughs> i know I, I completely i completely get that honestly when i got onto zoom i was like they probably hate themselves right now you know what i mean <laughs> Like you probably you you wish you wish you were anywhere else but here. You wish that you were like at the DMV as opposed to being here. Getting my getting my license renewed for my fucking Tesla. Oh, God. Um, that is how we feel. No, I actually am. I'm so excited to have you. And I I have a couple questions lined up for when we ha- when you have gay sex on this show. But I'm going to start and I, I usually give people an option. But tell me if you like this story. I bumped into one of the two girls that I had sex with in high school. I bumped into her on the street and uh, I thought about talking about that if you are down. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I OK, cool. So Ashley has been holding off telling me this story for like I don't tell Kate anything a week or two. We don't talk, actually, unless we're here. <laughs> Honestly, that's a good move. That's a good move. You can't, you got to save it all for camera. Save it all for the mic. It's got to be fresh. It's got to be fresh. Okay. So, um, and I floss my vagina teeth for this. Okay. (laughs) Minty fresh. I have, uh, I have some, um, orbit in there right now. Do you have your veneer? Your veneers are in right now. They are in. 
I actually have like the funny, like the like funny kind that you like have little feet and you like, yeah, that's oh what they god. do. Oh my god, I love that idea. Um, yeah, there's just a little crank in my butthole that you have to wind. <laughs> Dude, me too. <laughs> oh, is that we really do so relate. funny? We really do relate. You're it's the so funny, Austin. You're Aww, so funny. Yeah. And you're really quick. Oh, well, thank you. Do you have any comedian? Like, have you ever done stand up or anything in that space? Absolutely not. <laughs> it's hell. Um, anyway. But you're so good at it. You're so good at it. Anyway. Oh, thank you. Um, it's all I can do. I would have, when I was a kid, I used to sing around the house and my parents called me Ethel Merman. And oh, then. Shit. And then never got me like voice or dance lessons, but it never would have worked out anyway, because like I, they got me piano lessons. They, they did all this. My parents were wonderful and I had a lot of privilege growing up and I was able to do those things, but they did not get me voice lessons despite <laughs> um... me singing around the house all the time and them calling me Ethel Merman. What a weird disconnect. But I, I think a part of me wishes I could have like, you know, been on, on Broadway or whatever, but I never would have typed into any of the female roles anyway. Yeah. Mm. So, or the male roles. Right. I am a rich tenor, if you cannot tell. Um, <laughs> Actually, I, be I believe that. Yeah, I can sing. I, my voice is really low. Anyway, whatever. I'm not a good singer, but. Is that I, you singing? Yeah, that was it. Wow. <laughs> Ethel. <laughs> Ethel Merman for sure. <laughs> Okay, so this is kind of a long story with a lot of background, so yes. I'm going to try and tell it as quickly as possible. I was in the ninth grade. In the eighth grade, I had a girlfriend that I like went out again with in the ninth grade, secret? and she broke my heart. Secret. All secret. Fuck. So during this heartbreak period, this other girl, who you get to name, she went to a very fancy Ivy League college. She's a lawyer at a big corporate law firm. She has a lot of opinions. She's rarely quiet. L Woods. It's <laughs> bro. That is my type. That is. That is oh, okay. why that's so my type. But okay. like, let's be honest. Do I not look a little bit like L Woods? You know, you do. You, Wait, you I saying, do see it. Are you saying I could be your type? If you I would have a threesome with you and Reese. Oh, OK. Was that that's too a, much? That's, that's a lot met. of a, that's a lot of vagina for me. I don't really know. <laughs> I can wear a strap. I would love to. Thank you. <laughs> That's all it took. <laughs> He's straight now. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So Elle Woods, she, I, I wasn't in love with her the way that I was in love with like my girlfriend. I was young and she was like there and flirting with me. Mm. So we had, mm -hmm. you know, we started hooking up and we had like light, what I would describe as like very light sex. Like I would go down on her and like no one would come and she never went down on me she'd like touch me and stuff and then i went to camp and she went to camp the mm -hmm. same camp different camp oh, okay oh. and she told me to write her every day every day yeah and so guess what i wrote her every day notebook style i, I am a little simp bitch <laughs> that's I so wrote, sweet i wrote this girl every day and she never wrote me back not not <laughs> one fucking letter back are you fucking serious Wow, are you gonna beat her up for me? I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Yeah. Wow. But I was sort but, of. A but like, were you? You were. You were writing her all summer, every day, not getting a response, and you still did it. You kept going. Yeah, because I'm such a little simp bitch. You have no wow. idea. Huh. I'm even still. I, yeah, I went to my college. Wow. Well, less so. I I try to be less self destructive with it, but I still identify as a simp. <laughs> I went to my college reunion over the weekend, and my buddy who opened for me because I did a set. He was like, tell me about Ashley in college. And no one had anything to say except 
she loved her girlfriend so much. They were like such a great couple. On, and I was like, that's it. That's what you fucking read. Not even, oh, she was funny. Uh, this was that. No, she was a little simp bitch. That's what they said. So at the end of the summer, she finally wrote to me. And she oh, wrote, no. you smothered me all summer. We have to like break up. This is uh, over. And I was like, well, you asked me, you could have written me to say, hey, like this is too many letters. And in retrospect, I was like this little gay simp. But in retrospect, she's at a camp getting letters from a girl every day. Like that is super. But you're doing what y- y- she told yeah. you to do. Yep. Yeah. If she hadn't told you to do that, I would be like, yeah, overbearing. For sure. 100%. No human being on the planet would ever do that. You were complying with a request. Yes. Following directions. See, this is the thing, ladies. If you're listening and you're interested in me and you tell me to do something, you better fucking mean it because I, <laughs> I am going to do it. You know what you know what would be great, though? What would be actually genius is if somehow she heard this podcast, heard this, and you guys had a uh you guys met again for the first time in forever on this podcast and talked about it i would, I would have her that. on in an instant i would but love she will, that but she will not do it and here's why because so, she knows i'm gonna beat her up <laughs> <laughs> okay i have to i'm worried that the listeners won't see my eyes because these have a glare but um oh, they're not like, too? no you're I, fine mine have a different type of glass in them because they're fake and they glare they're fake yeah, they're, they're for fake? auditions. They're just for auditions. He's so upset. I've right never now. once auditioned with them on. Every time I go in, I take them off. Total waste of a purchase. I'm turning them into blue light lenses. This is gonna be a long episode. Okay. And here, and here I was thinking that we related, but you're just. A oh fake. my god, I'm. So, oh my god, I'm so sorry. That's no, okay. Whatever. Keep going. I can change my shirt. You want me to change my shirt? No, I'm just. What's kidding. your shirt okay. gonna do? I don't know. Like just like something more like him. Do you want me to bleach my hair on this podcast? <laughs> sorry, listeners. I just pointed and said yes. <laughs> So after that happened, I called and called and called and her parents wouldn't put Uh, me through because obviously they must have figured out, I think. And finally, when I connected with her, this is chapter one, there's three chapters. Finally, when I reconnected with her, she wouldn't have a conversation with me about it. I was just like, hey, what happened? I wasn't trying to get back together with her. I was just literally like, what happened? Like I was so blindsided by this. And you were like a child. I was a child. And then she, she had a fake conversation. So I said, what is going on? And she was like, yeah, I'm in G period English. And I think because her parents were listening to the call, she just like said things and then clicked, hung up on me. It was awful. And then she bullied me at school for a really long time until I like I was finally like I kind of like stood up and I was like, you can't talk to me like this anymore. Holy shit. Good for you for standing up for yourself. Yeah, thanks. Dude, was she bullying you like calling you a lesbian or just like general like honest teenage just super bitchy teenage bullying in front of my friends and we were in the same friend group she was like one of my best friends it was so rough well good for you for standing up for yourself thank you 10 years later we are at my college reunion she is married i Mm. i wish i could describe to you but if i describe who this person is you'll you'll be able to google who she is and i don't want that it's so fucking she wears nothing but pink long blonde hair (laughs) a little tiny dog So we're at the college, I mean, my high school reunion. She like comes up to me. We're like alone, but in a crowd. Does that make sense? With her wife? Yes, 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 yes. No, no, no. She's married to a man. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Who is shorter than I am. That's all I'll say about him. (laughs) So that probably means he has a smaller dick as well. He he definitely does. I could snap him in half, but that's not. With your your teeth. With with my teeth. (laughs) And that's all. Thank you for joining the podcast. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry if that hurt your ears. All right. So I'm there. She comes up to me. I had just had my first TV credit. Which it was at the time. It was such a big deal to me. Now I'm sort of humiliated by it. But like at the time <laughs> I was like so excited. And I was like, I'm at my reunion. I have a TV credit. Like I'm fucking yeah. 
And she comes up to me and she's like, so comedy, how's it going? Like that. Okay. She literally, she had like a perfect GPA. I went to a school that like was super into like open-ended classroom structure where we all just like argued with each other. It was so competitive. (laughs) It was like model UN and debate and like all that kind of shit. And she was like the head of all that stuff. Mm. Just to paint the picture here more, you know Elle Woods. So (laughs) I, I stop her and I go, did you fuck and then bully anyone else since high school or was that just me? Holy shit. Jesus. And then I turned around. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wait, Joe. (laughs) And then I'm surprised you didn't go for it. Oh, of course. <laughs> I I then turned around and walked away and like practically sprinted out of the reunion. Wait, Amazing. She wait, wait, she didn't answer? Or Oh, that you... was the best part about it. She just, I have never seen her speechless in my entire life. And her mouth was just open. And I just fucking took off. And I, I felt guilty about that. At first, I was like so psyched about it. Yeah. And then I felt horribly guilty about it. I mm. get that. I get that. That makes, that makes total sense. First of all, I don't know if she was out to her husband about this experience with me. Oh, did he hear that? I don't know. He didn't. Oh, okay. But like, it just fell over the line in terms of her like gay privacy. Hmm. Did other people hear? I don't think so. I don't know. If you were like outing her to people, I could see the issue. But if it was just like a private. Yeah, that's it sounds like it sounds like no one else heard. Yeah. I just felt really guilty about it because I think I hold myself to a different standard yeah. than like what she did to me. Yeah. I think I just kind of like served it back to her a little bit. That's fair. I feel like I'm watching this story as if it's like a movie. I know. So, like, 100%. If you're in a movie character, oh, I fucking like, crushed amazing. it. Amazing. But I End guess of movie. having to live on from that moment, right. I could see where it's... I just, it's just not me. It's just like not, it's yeah. just not me. Yeah. And I, chapter three, I bump into her like a few years after that on the train platform. And I apologized for this. And I wow. said, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot. Hmm. I wish I had handled that differently. And I had no expectation because I never expected her to see her again. Also, she was so funny. She acted like the whole thing had never happened. She was like, I just got back from Spain with my husband and I'm doing the crossword. Oh. And I was like, Elle Woods, like, can't you just like act like we're not, we, this is so not, this, what are you doing? Yeah. And, I, yeah. and then, and she was like, well, I don't want you to have guilt about it. Like, it's okay. And then I just kind of stood there. I was like, oh, I wonder if she, I wonder if she'll be like also being gay in high school must have been really hard. And I'm sorry. But yeah. I was just waiting for something. Yeah. And she didn't give me anything. Fuck. Wow. So you apologize. I apologize. For like the somewhat justified. Yes. Amazing yes. comeback. Yeah. And she did not apologize for the incessant childhood bullying. Yeah. Hmm. Nothing. Wow. And, and then I was like. I immediately wanted to be like, well, I retract my apology. (laughs) So then chapter four, final chapter. This is what happened this week. Austin, thank you for sticking with me. I'm, I'm, I love it. I go over to my friend's apartment. She lives in the West Village in a super fancy apartment building and I'm hanging out all night. Me and another friend go down and we're standing on the corner talking. And who do I see but in the distance? Elle Woods, her husband and her (gasps) little sister walking across the street and like we make eye contact and we both just kind of like did this like smile laugh to to ourselves like yeah of course (laughs) like of course here you are again i see you every five years and we have like an incident and i didn't say a word because i was like she's with her husband i'm not gonna like say anything they walked a little bit past us And I say to my friend, I tell my friend exactly what I've just told you. And I go, and they stop like 50 feet down the street from us. Really? And we're stopped. And I say to my friend, 
we are not fucking moving from this place till they do. This is our mm-hmm. fucking turf. This, yeah. is, mm-hmm. this is our friend's apartment building. Yeah. Our turf. Yeah. And then they're talking and we're talking and they're talking and we're talking. And we're just standing there like fucking idiots. And then they turn into the building. They live in the building that my serious? friend lives in. And to make, not to like out my friend, but my friend is like super, their family is like super wealthy. They own the building. <gasps> so I can get all of the real estate information. <laughs> I could I can find out what their rent is, which apartment they're in, which way their window faces. This is oh. Ashley's dream. Ashley has this very very strange you're very compelled by real estate as a concept, I will say. <laughs> you're like so bitch, I will that- exp- I will expose you for all the money you pay in rent and for all of the ut- for the utility. You use so much electricity. Your Wi-Fi provider is RCN, you piece of trash. I will fucking expose you. Have a happy life getting light from the West. Oh, my God. I'm a New York City kid. Real estate is in my blood. Your building was made after the 70s. It's true, it was. There's parquet flooring. Oh my God. Post-war, but pre-you bullying me. <laughs> but you know what it is? You know what I would have said? You know what? Okay, two things. You are the universe slapping her with the hand of reality every time she runs into yeah. you. Oh One, my gosh. two, I guarantee that at some point in your life, she will... What, at whatever point you bump into her, she'll probably find you and she will say either I'm sorry, you're right, or something like that that's going to blow your mind. I mm. bet you that will happen. I, I really, really don't think so. I think you're really deeply underestimating Elle Woods' is, uh, uh... But there's so but much you, of life left there for is, you guys. Yeah. In my, do you think that she is the type of person who really just legitimately has denied whatever happened or didn't realize that she was bullying you? Or do you think that... There's a part of her that when you said that to her at the wedding where she's like, oh, fuck, this is a guilt that's eating me alive that I can't talk to anyone about. Like, Wow, I don't know. I have no idea. I've never really um, thought about her perspective until like I made her feel bad. I don't know what her relationship is to our relationship. Yeah. Or the bullying. I've never even thought about how bad she feels about the bullying. I just, I I feel if if the part she's ashamed of is like the lesbian part or like the the bullying. Yeah. Well, I in my experience, bullies don't even know that they're bullying. I, mm. I have a feeling she didn't because I think she would have apologized. Like, well, also, like, usually people are like, oh, at the, at the very least, she's like, oh, I was in high school. Like, I wasn't, you know, right, that's not right. me now. I would, have ex- I would have accepted that also. Yeah. Like, I had my own shit in high school, and right. I didn't mean to do that to you. And I'm yeah. sorry that I did. Right. Even if, you know, but... I have no idea if she's even told her husband that she's like fooled around with girls. I don't Mm. even know what her relationship to that is. I I don't think she identifies as bi or queer in any capacity. Well, I wonder Mm -hmm. if in like kind of what we're saying, maybe she doesn't realize how bad the bullying was. Maybe in order for her to fully realize how bad it was, she has to fully accept the context. And that part she's like blocking out. Mm. She's like, there was no romantic context. So the bullying is just like high school shitty girlness instead of this like, really painful thing to do to someone which is like be in the closet with them and then the like, bullying i think i could have like down. handled had it not been exactly. for after a closeted relationship yeah because well, i don't take shit from people so right. like <laughs> real real question though i mean does that affect 
does that affect your sex life? Does does the fact that okay, so you know Whoa. you have these for, these formative years where you're learning about your body, your desires, and basically an experience, a big experience of you know coming into your own sexually is basically denied in your face of like why are you you know sending letters to me like we don't mean anything and then of course she then bullies you like does that affect your sex life now or did it like have you grown from that this is why i'm a top <laughs> wait but are there tops and bottoms I, in the, i will never it, <laughs> in the wait uh, it's more wait. About, it's more like it's more like dominance and like uh who's oh. controlling the like plays i would say right cancel coach <laughs> the plays yeah <laughs> the playmaker sports um and maybe like some strapping but i don't use really use a strap on so i don't hmm. but um i don't know i have a ton of gay trauma for sure mm. but uh i'm very fortunate that in my i don't have anything that really affects me in bed which is like really nice because i know a lot of women hmm. have a lot of trauma that affects them in bed <laughs> Um, so I don't have any of that, but I definitely have like trauma related to men, frankly, like having dated in the closet so many times with people who identify as straight. It's like, am I enough? I have a lot of that. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel super, super, super lucky that I could see myself easily being in that same situation, but I was, I never ran into that opportunity and I feel very fortunate that I never had to you know, have feelings for someone or sleep with someone who was totally denying their queerness or whatever. Like, yeah, that sounds that sounds like shit. Oh, yeah, it's the worst. And this is like the baby version. This is, there's like <laughs> another story that's like so, oh. so long. But oh, anyway, that's, that's my gay oh. sex from this week. Trauma. Estranged my estranged girlfriend slash high school bully. That's the thing where people are like, you know, parents are like, why would you choose to be gay? And it's like, why would anyone choose to have a bad life? Like, mm. why would anyone choose to be traumatized? You know, <laughs> like I would, if I could, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. I just feel like the, the gay man or female or, you know, in between experience is just like, it's so hard. Why would anyone choose that? Of course yeah. I wouldn't choose this. Like it's, yeah. you know, it makes life harder anyway. Yeah. And that's why, oh fuck, bleep that. Bleep that, Alex. That's why Elle Woods chose to be straight. Oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. Oops. Bleep in again, the Patreon. I, Bleep in the again, Patreon. Again, thank God you don't drink. Because. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's my gay sex from this week. Listener, don't forget to support the Patreon. Patreon.com slash WHGS. That's how we pay Alex. He is a full-time employee of the podcast. We could not pay him on ads alone. That's how we pay Kate. And of course, me also. This is full-time work. So please consider going and donating. And in return for those donations, you get bonus episodes. You get comped tickets when I'm in your city. Um, you get extended, unfiltered, uncut episodes, um, weekly access to my Zoom stream of my show in New York, and lots of other stuff. Patreon.com slash WHGS. Listener, do not miss me when I'm in your city. I know you miss my TikToks and my Instagram posts, and sometimes you skip podcast episodes. I'm only in town once a year, so let me text you once a year when I'm in town. Or I can email you ashleygavin.com. There's going to be 25 cities on this tour. Don't miss your city. Listener, spring has sprung. Love is in the air, and that means you need your Helix mattress. You don't want to bring a girl home and have her crawl into your bed and feel like shit the next day, and then she takes it out on you and never sees you again. Help your boothang get a good night's sleep on a Helix mattress. Go to helixsleep.com. 
slash gay sex. Take the two-minute mattress quiz, and you'll find out which mattress is best for you. And it's no stress. You get 100 nights to try it, and there's a 10 to 15-year warranty. So don't sweat this decision. But I know you're going to love it because you don't have to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash gaysex and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. And if you miss the audio note up top, there's a trigger warning around uh, the discussion of sexual assault for the remainder of the episode. So if that's not something that you want to listen to right now or can listen to right now, I would just stop listening to this episode right now. Though I will say it's not a graphic discussion. It's, a, I think, a really thoughtful discussion and a really important view into cis-gay male survivors, which uh, I don't think gets spotlighted a lot. If that is something that you can listen to, enjoy the rest of the episode. If not, I'll catch you next week. Austin, did you have gay sex this week? I had so much gay sex this week. I had gay sex this morning. Oh my God, before the pod? Yeah. Nice. I'm so glad we didn't. We had this originally scheduled for like eight in the fucking morning Hawaii time. (laughs) Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. That's why I, when I was messaging you, I was like, are you sure you don't want to move this to a little bit later? <laughs> well, like I would have had to have said, I would have had to turn off my camera is what would have had to have happened. <laughs> like, let's just say that. <laughs> um, I'm almost wondering if you want to talk about some of your gay trauma, if you, if there is any, because we are on a gay trauma roll, <laughs> but. I feel like my uh, hashtag trauma is like not, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it. Some of it happened to have happened through gay shit, but it wasn't it wasn't like what you're saying, where it was like a direct, you know, because someone denying their gayness or whatever. Like I, I had a lot of really terrible uh, sexual experiences. And so like the trauma is from that, not from yeah. like specifically the gayness. Okay, well, I'm not going to yeah. make you talk about that. <laughs> oh, no, I don't give I don't I don't give a fuck. I, I mean, like the first the, the first time I lost my virginity, it, it let, let me just put this totally out here. It wasn't like a rape thing but it was like definitely not my choice and so it was um i will say the lesbians at home are wincing at that because they're like not a not a choice you know what i mean i'm a big believer that anyone can label their experiences how fine i'm wrong no i don't think you're wrong you're you're not wrong i think a lot of people i mean i i did a little head tilt but i feel like i think you can put whatever words on your experience feel right for i guess what i'm saying is lesbians calm down for austin (laughs) (laughs) well no let's talk about this put your teeth back in your vagina (laughs) well well well, here we are talking about it let's talk about it so it was a gray area it was a gray area and i think that um when i say you know it, it i don't identify that situation as rape i think that's important because you know to say it wasn't my choice then it's like, I don't want anyone to falsely feel bad for me. I don't want anyone to falsely be like, oh my God, I relate. Because I think that's important. You know what I mean? What do you guys think? I I don't know the situation. Like, I'm genuinely like, I don't, I don't want to make you talk about this if you don't want to talk about it. We can cut literally everything that we've said and we can go into some Mm. uh, sex on the beach with sandpaper if you would prefer. (laughs) I don't Um, care, yeah. One reason that I'm interested to ask you questions is because male 
sexual assault is something that doesn't get talked a lot about mm-hmm. and I think happens a lot a lot like my gay my gay guy friends describe things to me that happened to them that if I were if they happened to me I'd be like so fucking upset Sam Morrison talks about like walking through a gay bar and just getting grabbed all the time and it's this complicated issue of like gay male culture and like cruising culture and like all this stuff there's just like so this I guess what I'm saying is like there's so much here and I don't know anything about it and I'm interested to know like your perspective yeah well I just want to make sure I like I tell the story correctly because I guess I've never really went into detail of the story um when I first moved to LA, uh, I was experiencing a lot of what I think a lot of young men experience moving to LA, which is older gay men or most most of the time closeted gay men pining on and whining and dining. Uh, these young boys that move to LA and know nothing and naive and are naive. That was totally me. I knew nothing. I was still a virgin. Uh, had masturbated maybe once in my entire life. Oh my god! Um, knew nothing of sex. What I wanted. I've always been a very lonely person. And moving to LA with without knowing anyone, all I wanted was a friend. Yeah. And this uh, older gentleman, French gentleman, we developed a like a friendship, or at least what I thought was a friendship. And um, you know, looking back, it you laugh because you're like you can see clearly what his motives were. But at the time, I didn't think anything of it. Asked if I wanted to uh, go to Vegas with him. Barely knew him, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna rent this car. I'll pick you up. We'll go to Vegas." And I'm like, "Sure, of course. That sounds fun. I want a friend." That happens. We get to Vegas. We see the Cirque du Soleil show. Uh, he's on. He's jet lagged, so he's really tired. He takes me to this to like the, there's like a crappy like Eiffel Tower type building that he takes me to the top of, and we had this meal. Again, no idea what. I, this is a lot is of happening. French. I I I know this is like a very poignant story in the way that you're telling it. The tone is like really really good, but I do want to interrupt to say how many French words have been used in the past. <laughs> Just Cirque du Soleil, Eiffel Tower. Like, this guy is staying on brand. He's like, I'm French and you're going to know it. <laughs> At the Blagier, like, well, can we have some freedom fries? He's a, oh my God. He's he in my, he's, off. In, he's in my phone as, I'll just say his name because he'll never listen and no one will ever know how to look him up. Uh, he's in my phone as Xavier French. Because <laughs> I didn't know his last name. I don't know who this motherfucker is. Um, People are Googling Xavier French and poor Xavier French is like, why are all these people sending me these angry messages? Oh all, my these, God. all these lesbians are sending me these angry messages. It becomes clear to me at some point during dinner that he wants to fuck me. And I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a virgin. I didn't tell him this, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm a virgin. At the time, I was like, I want to wait for marriage and um, didn't want that. You wanted to wait for a gay marriage? I don't know. I, I well, my religious my my religious upbringing um, and experience is like a whole different story. But at the time, I just wanted to wait for marriage. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. didn't even also didn't even know what my sexuality was. Like, didn't mm. even didn't know anything. Didn't know a single fucking thing. And here I am at this dinner, realizing, oh, I'm putting the pieces together. Oh, this guy met me because he wanted to have sex with me, said these things because he wanted to have sex with me, brought me here, got the expensive car, took me to the show. Mm. And I'm like, oh, oh, this guy doesn't even know who I am. He doesn't give a fuck about who I am. He just sees me as a body that he can fuck. And, um, and so I tell him, I say, uh, I, I'm sorry, but I don't want to have sex with you. And now looking back, we had like, he had rented this hotel with one bed. And I'm what the mm. fuck was I thinking? How did I not realize? And um, I, I, I'd like to, I like, I want to wait for marriage and, and I don't, I don't want to have sex with you. And it's one of those, like, again, a gray area where I could see 
like the interest in me drain from his entire body and his eyes and mm -hmm. the disappointment, the disappointment, the anger that he felt, the then fear that I felt first of yeah. all, that, you know, mm -hmm. I'd ruined this trip that I had, which that's a really big trigger for me is like ruining someone's happy experience. And so, uh, seeing all of that happen on his face was fucking terrifying. Yeah. And he, um, made it very clear that it was like an ultimatum of like, oh, we're, we're going home and you're never going to see me again. And again, yeah, like, again, it was just like tapping into a lot of different triggers for me of, of like, you know, wanting a male figure, wanting a older male figure to know. And, um, I then told him, I said, okay, then we can have sex. And we had sex last my virginity. Um, and I found out that he had been like sending pictures to all of his friends, like, oh, look at this little like twink that oh I had sex with. And, and, um, and then of course the thing happened where, you know, cause he then went to France where he lives and, and I was distant from him and confused about the situation and ashamed of myself that I did it, that I let him, you know, control me in that way, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and then, and then it turned to him, you know, te the texts of, you know, fuck you. The, the sex wasn't even that good. You faggot. Oh my God. Uh, oh my you know, God. Uh, Ugh. you know, like you're a little bitch. Why did you have to, whatever, all this stuff. And so, and so, yeah, that's, I guess that's why I start the the conversation with, sort of loosely defining what this was and what it wasn't because it was gray. You know, he didn't force me right. to have sex with him, but, but I guess in that position, it's an ultimatum of, if you don't have sex with me, you're going to lose this, 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 and this, and this. Yeah. And, um, and let me tell you that shit happens all the time in Hollywood to these young boys. And I've met so many of them and it just makes me so mad that like the Kevin Spacey of it all, where it's like everyone knew, everyone fucking knew what Kevin Spacey was doing, but it was just like a, oh, fun fact about Hollywood. These grown ass closeted men are traumatizing these young boys who don't know any better. Yeah. So that was, that was the experience. And, and, you know, just to be totally honest, like it happened many times to me and many times to a lot of my friends. And so, yeah, it's like confusing. How do you define it? You know, you don't want to like make people feel extra bad for you because it was your decision, I guess, ultimately, but um, it also was traumatizing. So it's like, yeah. And that's part of the shame is like, you know, you're ashamed because you don't want to like, you know, people had it worse, I guess. You know what I mean? That doesn't decrease. Yeah. There's always going to be some more horrible story. You know, that sure. doesn't decrease what you've been through. It's definitely one of those cases where people would go, why didn't, well, why didn't you walk away? Why didn't you walk away? And that adds to the shame mm -hmm. that you have, I think. But, but it's more same, complicated yeah. than that because... It's like a f very sophisticated type of grooming almost. Sure. And, but here, like, here's the thing. If, if you guys were sitting here and you had, like, I love the idea of us being totally honest and you conversing with me. So if, if, you know, you were sitting there like, well, whatever, because that doesn't matter. You chose, I would love to talk about that. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I'll be honest and say, I felt scared yeah. during the, for you during the story, but I really do firmly feel that everyone can use whatever words they want to describe their experience and that that can change over time yeah you can come into seeing it a, a, a different way or you can use different words and two people could have the same experience and see it in different ways and use different words if that happened to me i would describe it as an assault for sure rape is like a hard word definitely i yeah would not use that word for sure to describe it. It's become so associated with the most black and white form of rape. But also if a woman, frankly, told me this story, I'd be like, yeah, that that dude is a rapist. And that's like my inclination to say to you is oh, like this dude, like this dude knows what he's doing. He knew what he was doing 
and he put you in a situation where it made it so hard for you to say no. And I think that is the critical thing is that when you talk about trauma and you, you said you feel that this was traumatic and was traumatic for you, you were you part of trauma that I've, I've read anyway, I'm not an expert, is that is this feeling of being trapped that mm-hmm. people who, people in the same sort of situations most of the people who ha- get PTSD, it's because they couldn't like escape from the situation that they were in, and it like has this weird triggering like neuro- neurological like um, effect on your body. Please, people who are more knowledgeable on this, write in, tell me what I'm talking about. But I know that what I'm saying is like loosely correct. Hmm. Like you were, you were kind of trapped in that mm-hmm. situation. Like, what were you gonna do? You were so young. You were in Las Vegas. You were gonna like go and book a flight. Like, feel he made you feel like total garbage. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't know. And scared. It, and scared. Yeah. Like I said, I was 19, 20 at the time, 27, almost 28. Now, even still, it is completely, completely defined every sexual experience. Even with Kevin, who I've been with for four and a half, almost five years, it is defined almost every time I've had sex with him with this, you know, my whole life I've wanted a male figure. The first time I figure out how to get a male figure to stick around is, is in that experience mm-hmm. uh, completely defined every single sexual experience. And, oh, if I do this, then I get this in return. Mm. It's a really hard thing to work through. And again, it's so gray. It's so gray that it's hard to define it. Um, fun little ending, I guess, to the story is uh, Kevin and I, sometimes we go on the dating apps to flirt with people or whatever. And that's, I guess, sort of fun for us. Uh, he's on Raya, which is like a LA dating app. And oh, I, he, uh, I, I, oh, is this the celebrity I, like, one? I know about it because I'm, I am also on Raya. Oh, wow. Oh, I bet you clean up on there. I don't, I haven't, <laughs> think that's honestly, honestly, that's the nicest thing anyone could have possibly said to me. Thank you so much. I was going to thank you for sharing that story and being so brave and like, talking about this openly but i'm really going to thank you for uh telling me that i clean up on the dating apps um (laughs) (laughs) well kevin has um matched with this guy before on raya (gasps) oh my god (laughs) can you believe it which i think listen i i'm telling you this story again not sitting here like the rest of the day isn't ruined you know like i i whatever i'm telling you the story and whatever he told me like oh my god i matched with him I think that's hilarious. I think it's fucking hilarious. And like, oh shit, there he you is. You are a comedian. You're a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. That is the difference between regular people and comedians. <laughs> Can you just fully first instinct laugh about your trauma? Even when it's staring your family in the face. Like, oh my God. On a phone. Seriously though, like, thank you for, things like that happen to people all the time. And that's the part of rape that I think we and sexual assault that we miss the most is like how exactly people feel in that moment of being shamed and that they're trapped in a situation and they're young and your brain was literally not done developing. How could you have made an informed, thoughtful decision in that position? And I think, uh, yeah, I I mean, it's so relevant to like what happened with um, Aziz Ansari. Mm. It reminds me of that a little bit. Oh, Hmm. Interesting. Yours, I think, is more extreme because it was like a you were in like a totally different location with some. You know what I mean? Like you were, you got on a plane. Scary. Do you guys? Uh, have you guys ever listened or heard of the podcast The Heart? We don't listen to other podcasts. <laughs> no, How I fucking dare I have you. Not, I have the, not only, the, to on, the, Heart. the only podcast you listen to is your own. Um, <laughs> no, it's this. It's this fantastic podcast that talks a lot about the gray area. 
I don't mm. know, plug for something I like. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I also listener, wanna... if you identify with this, maybe that's a great thing to go yeah. and check out. I also want to double back to, to something you said where you're like, oh, I don't want to use like this word or that word because I don't want people, I'm not trying to make people feel bad for me or something. I just want to reiterate that it, like if anyone is searching for those words, it's not um, like those words are for you and they can communicate things to other people. But at the end of the day, it's not for like how other people are perceiving you. It's how you're perceiving your own experience experience and i would i would throw the word virginity into there too we've talked about this before but like your virginity is your virginity that dude like i don't think he owns that Mm -hmm. i think you own that and Mm -hmm. like i don't know you've probably had a much more you've definitely had a much more loving experience since then that probably felt more like you lost your virginity in that moment oh yeah that's a wow that's a really that's a really lovely uh i've never thought of it that way that's a really good way to look at it i'm sort of um, a genius Ashley, oh my God. <laughs> You're a fake genius because the glasses are fake, bitch. <laughs> Put them back on. It's so, it's, it's, so, it's so nice to be with someone like Kevin who just, we were joking the other day where he's like, I don't have any drama. <laughs> and, it, and like, it's so nice to be with someone who just, I don't mean this as an insult because it's absolutely not, but he's just like so simple in a lot of ways. Like he's just, everything mm. is so... Uh, I don't know. It's just it's he's taught me so fucking much about Does he have a good relationship with his parents. We probably should have asked him this when he was on the pod. But does he have a good relationship with his parents? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he does. He ultimately, yes. I mean, like his family argues a lot. Um, uh, He has like a lot of uh, annoyances with his mother. Um, But no, not really. He like there's nothing yeah. which honestly I t- I'm like, how does it feel to have two loving parents? You little cunt. Um, <laughs> I mentioned it because like I'm a person with what i would say is trauma and my my ex-girlfriend who we broke up very amicably was like just like an age difference thing she's like no trauma from her family and the way that it like was able to heal so much of me just like being around someone that like modeled love correctly and was like could like make clear just like knew when things were wrong (laughs) you know what i mean and like it was just um that i i'm very i'm so glad that you have that in your life that's like really really nice it's one of those things where it's it's like you feel that you're evolving into a better place mm-hmm. and and it you you know it's the right thing and it's it's I'm so lucky so fucking lucky. I'm crying. <laughs> I love that little bitch so much. Oh. <laughs> he's a really great little bitch and I'm so glad he's your little bitch and you can be his little cunt and you guys can be his little bitch and a little cunt together. Oh it's God. really sweet. I fully anticipated to talk about like the wild public sex I've had in my life and here I am just talking about (laughs) which by the way I had I gave zero thought and had zero expectations for what this conversation was going to be like so uh are you okay are you happy with it yeah yeah I'm 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 very happy with it and it's fun and you guys are awesome and yeah I'm feeling great about it okay good well it's not time for you to go so Oh, so that's go, awkward we, because it's a it's a long one. I could we can. I literally have nothing to do. <laughs> this is, <laughs> and I told so Kevin's waiting for me at the beach, and I hate the beach. So this is the best situation. The sandpaper's waiting for you, honey. Oh my god. <laughs> well, Austin, will you come back and tell your we on another episode? Will you come back and tell your raunchy public sex story? Of course, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll how, definitely how much- have. How much are you going to pay me? Um, the same, the same, the same huge dollar amount that we gave you for this one. Okay, gotcha, great. Because I'm still waiting for that to come in the mail. So, like. oh, my people will reach out, and um, by my people, I mean um, 
Laura, if you ever hear this, <laughs> somehow find some money, I guess. I know we're not done yet, but like this has been so fun and so nice and so good. I'm glad. It's, it's so good. I, I really, I'm really enjoying this. So I always try to find like the moments to inject humor into poignant stories and I don't always uh, make the mark, but I think I would say of the five that I did, one or two landed. They did. They yeah. did. And they Alex did. will they cut did. the other ones. I think there was, I think there was like one or two points when I gave you a little pity laugh, but I think that it read like a real laugh. So that's good. <laughs> Well, you are a very talented actor. <laughs> oh, I wanted to ask you one question, which is totally separate. You speak ASL. Is that the correct term? That's you the sign? correct term. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, how to put this in a PC way? Have I ever had sex with a deaf person? No, but that oh. is also a great question. Um, we can come back to that later. It seems like gay people love ASL. <laughs> yes. Why? I have a theory. More specifically, the amount of gay people, women and men, and in between in the deaf world is gigantic. Thank um, you. I wanted to say this, but I didn't feel that I could. It is gigantic. It is gigantic. There's so much queerness in the in deaf culture. Um, also in the interpreting world, not specifically people who know sign language, but the interpreting world, aka the people who are hearing who are sign language interpreters, lots of gay men, lots of gay women. And my theory with in the deaf culture, at least, is the from birth entire life uh, otherness that deaf people feel. I, I wonder if that plays into it of like the um, uh, inability to connect with the general population is something that I think a lot of queer people feel. And I wonder if there's a correlation um, and the and the desire to feel a part of something. And, and that's not me saying that deaf people are like choosing to be queer or choosing to be gay. But I, well, I you, wonder if- You had a great thought on this, that almost mimicking before, we were talking about this before the episode to make sure that I wouldn't get canceled when I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was listening to um I got a I got an ADHD diagnosis, so I've been listening to oh. an ADHD mm -hmm. podcast to try to gain what some fuck, like insight. <laughs> no, I've been Where's listening to um I've been listening to um NPR. That's <laughs> worse. No, it's another it's another podcast. And there was an episode on on like ADHD and gender identity that I obviously listened to. <laughs> I've had a lot of interesting things that I could talk about. You're like, oh time. my god, the answer's right here on my phone. But like, one of the questions was like, are is there is there really like a bigger incidence of like being trans and being like I guess the term would be like neuro neuroatypical or ne yeah. neurodivergent. Um, and they said the doctor talking mentioned this like at this point anecdotal. anecdotal that means like small, right? It means like um, only not not studied, like not scientifically studied. So, just so this through, was just like through stories, okay, through people's perceptions. Okay, yes. So it must have been her and like another therapist or something. They've gathered enough like individual data anecdotally yeah. from patients that they see they do see mm. like a higher incidence or whatever of being trans and being neurodivergent. And so this was combining ADHD and the autism spectrum into like this quote unquote idea of being neurodivergent. And, and mm. they were like, yeah, it does seem like it's higher, but like we don't have enough studies yeah. to like say that it is. And I was talking about it with a friend and and he was kind of like, well, maybe like um, 
like being like neurotypical you know you have to kind of like examine yourself and your relationships with the world a little bit more and while you're doing that you, you might feel find outside of the world maybe the same way you might find a loud or at least like right if you're if you're already ex- examining how you're existing in the world maybe um that includes gender as well or hmm. orientation hmm. Or, yeah or like so I just think there's probably more gay and trans people in the world than know that they are right. I think like there are the same number, like whatever that number percentage of like queer deaf people are, there are. That's actually the real number of queer people in the world. Oh my god! It's just that, like, it just gives you the opportunity to look at yourself. It's just so easy. It's just so easy when you're straight and cis to like just go along with life. Yeah. And when you're and or and able able bodied I don't that's true that's a that's a great point and you're saying that correctly yes yeah so like it gives you it just like kind of gives you this window to be like who who am I in in always and you're gay if you're listening you're gay also every three days I see (laughs) someone on Twitter being like stop teaching kids cursive and start teaching them ASL and I'm like yes (laughs) oh my god that's a great it just makes so much sense it's like okay we had an hour every Friday where we learned cursive and I can write in cursive like imagine it really anymore I think they teach computing Oh, I, yeah, okay. they don't, I don't get to teach anymore. Um, well, they should have. I wish I knew ASL instead of cursive. Well, yeah, because you're saying. fucking queer. But <laughs> well, everyone should know. I feel like I don't know. I, it's I like mean, a life ultimately, skill. ultimately, I don't I don't ha- I don't have the you know, I'm not a deaf person. I don't have the answer. But like it is something I've observed that the queer culture in deaf in, in within deaf culture is gigantic. And um don't know why all I have is hypothesis and um and maybe if you know for for hearing people who are queer maybe it's like uh again just relating to deaf people in that way makes them want to learn sign language of yeah. like oh I relate to this community also your language is cool like I'll learn it and become you know a part of the deaf community as a hearing person and and maybe that's part of it too I think also it like viewing the queer community as uh, like a community fighting for its own liberation. I think that, you know, it's really important to include people of all abilities in that. Mm, And mm -hmm. um, so like when people talk about marriage equality, it's like there's still not technically marriage equality because disabled people, if they get married and their partner's like money in their account is above like $2,000 or something, then they lose their disability benefits. What? Yeah. That's yeah. That's a, that's a big thing. That's a really big thing of, of a lot of, people who um, have special needs choose not to have a job because they know their disability will be taken away. They can't, they don't want to prove to the government that they're abled, abled enough, quote unquote, to have a job. So they, they keep their disability. Okay. Well, my, my vagina dentata is going to go after Joe Biden now. Like this is, (laughs) this is not okay. That's chop off his penis and <laughs> oh my god oh my god <laughs> yeah it's so there's really not that's so fucked up so like i've noticed a lot of queer people being like remember we don't really have marriage equality because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like our yeah our disabled brethren don't have mm, it. it's a fl- it's a flaw in the system for sure well, it's also a, it's also a straight disabled issue well of course i just mean obviously when you hear the words for marriage sure. equality for sure. you think no gay community we have it queer, we're done yay queer people are better than straight people i understand <laughs> that but like but like honestly it's fucking true it's that's so fucked up i can't believe i didn't know that i'm fucked up that is so fucked up well i have a new problem that i have to fix that along with climate change and (laughs) um yeah well we've had you on for an hour and a half we don't have to do one i came in with one prepared that is definitely not for this episode okay then we'll let's just close it out okay 
make it easier for Alex. If I give Alex a two hour long episode, he's going <laughs> to fucking kill me. <laughs> we have to find a way to make this an hour long. And there's so much great uh, Patreon content in this already. Austin, you are like, oh my God, I don't know what is wrong with me today. You're maybe it's because of the cat poop that I found in my bathtub. But oh my I'm God, you told everyone? I just oh. told you everybody. You just told everyone. You just told a quarter million people <laughs> that you. <laughs> Ashley was so embarrassed when I walked in. She was like, um, uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, my cat pooped in my uh, mm, mm, bathtub and was like so embarrassed. And then you just told your entire listenership. And that is who I am as a person. <laughs> but you want to know, but you want to know the first, the first image that came to my mind is like, you wake up, you have like the candles lit, wake the bubbles. Up a little after 12. Oh, Make breakfast for myself. Ethel. Elle Woods. Elle Woods. Uh, oh. <laughs> Elle Woods and Ethel. <laughs> Ethel Woods. I, that was not real oh, singing. God. That was fun singing, Austin. I just want you to know that. Well, I know your range and your vibrato capability already. So. <laughs> no, but I imagine you in the bathtub and you're like, oh no. You know, that's what, I, that's what I imagine. My image oh in my, my mind is you're in the bathtub and you're like, oh my God, I feel so good today. And you're like, my pores are opening up. I'm better than you. And then like just a, like a piece of cat shit floats next to you. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't see that when I filled up the tub. That's the image in my mind. That's why when you found you... out there was cat shit. Also, why are we narrating it with like a slight porn voice a little bit? Like, oh my God, cat shit. I, I didn't see you when I ran this cat shit. What are you doing? You're my step brother and then you're <laughs> no oh my god and then i would this podcast be called cat shit please yeah you got it would you like it to be awesome we're talking about our we're talking about our traumas and the, the podcast name is cat shit <laughs> Do you want it to be Austin P. McKenzie is cat shit or Austin P. McKenzie saw cat shit in the bathtub? Like, what do you want it to be? <laughs> I think it should be cat shit comma. I didn't know you were my stepbrother. <laughs> Estranged. Teehee. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hope the listeners find this as funny as we do. I know. I can't tell if it's because we're emotionally fragile. I think it's funny. Literally, this is just the only way I can get these tears out because that story is so hard to tell earlier. Oh, okay. That was fucking hysterical. That was the ending I was looking for, honestly. Um... What I was going to uh, say before the cat shit situation, <laughs> finding out that cat shit is my stepbrother and that he wants to have sex with me. <laughs> but before all of that, I was going to say, you're such a beautiful person. Yeah. Aww, you have such a so much. magnetic energy and you're so open and vulnerable. And like, that was so brave of you to share. And I know, I know the listeners are like really, really going to appreciate it. Yeah. Particularly our, our our gay male listeners, we haven't touched on this topic for them, and and so I think that that's really important. Oh well, well, I mean, that's awesome to hear. Thank you. And like, I was having such a bad day yesterday, so this was <gasps> definitely needed. And you saying that, you know, lifts my spirits. So 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 oh. thank you. So thank yeah. you. And 
um god why do i have to turn everything into sad no do it <laughs> make it no, just awful no but no but just like no just thank you this was you, this was wonderful i had I, yesterday did you find cat shit in your bathtub no <laughs> okay never mind i retract my stupid joke your feelings are valid uh, it a pity laugh it was a pity well yeah it was a pity laugh <laughs> But, but I do you. think the listeners are really going to appreciate yeah. listening. To well, thank you, thank you. I um I had such a good time, and you Where? guys are hilarious and lovely. And thank you for listening. You know, you guys. Are of awesome. course. Um, where can people find you? Uh, Burbank. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> He's off the grid. He's on the grid in Burbank, but uh, otherwise off the grid. You can find me at at Austin Eyes on Instagram. You can find me Austin P. McKenzie on Spotify and Apple Music. And you can see my music videos on Austin P. McKenzie on YouTube. Uh, and then you can listen to my next single, I'm Not Ready to Go, next Thursday. And this will probably come out. And this will come out. When your album we'll time out. it around your album. Amazing. And if you fucks don't fucking listen <laughs> after he just poured his heart out on this podcast, I'm going to have my cat poop in your bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> Once I figure out which little shit is doing the shit, then I'll fi- <laughs> then I'll have my the one cat poop in your bathtub. <laughs> and just a reminder that Austin single uh, sending you love across the ether is out now on Spotify. Go follow him. That's Austin McKenzie on Spotify. Listener, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. Get over to my website or get on my text alert or email list to check out my tour dates. Patreon.com slash WHS to support this episode. Our amazing editor, Alex. Obviously, the very brilliant Kate Sisk. The Patreon funds their salaries and mine. Um, so go over there. Donate. You can donate as little as a dollar. And I'm going to leave it there. Uh, no gay thought this week. I'm just going to let this episode kind of speak for itself. And I, I really hope you enjoyed it, guys. <laughs>